Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of Cinemaholics. That's right. You already listened to the main show. You heard what we had to say about Lion King. But, you know, it's been a couple of days and there's another movie we want to talk about. One that we didn't have time for in the main show, but we're devoting an entire bonus episode to because it deserves it. And that film is Wild Rose. So I have a great panel with me and I've discussed this with Will Ashen. He's not here this on this episode. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it and he apologizes. But I do have a proposition. I want to start calling this our indie panel, and I'm just going to keep saying it until it sticks. I wanted to say this with Midsummer, wasn't brave enough when we did that episode, but I'm going to introduce my indie panel. See, it's already happening. First up, we of course have our movie of the week writer. He also is a mainstay on the extra milestone series we do at Cinemaholics. It is of course Cinemaholics writer, Sam Nolan. Good afternoon, evening, morning, or night, whatever uh, time it happens to be, listener. It is I, Sam, here on Cinemaholics yet again. And, of course, she is one of our Cinemaholics writers focusing on streaming, but we don't put her in a box because one day she's going to be a country music star. It is, of course, Julia Tatey. Hi, all of that is true except for the country music part, but just go with it. Which is why I wanted to say it. I wanted you to say at the offset, look, you, you're not that into country music, correct? I'm not. My uh, I have family members who lived in West Virginia for a time. So driving down there to visit them, there's a lot of country music a lot of the time. And mm. I just never really got into it. Uh, it's not my jam, but that doesn't mean it can't be anyone else's. I'm just really not into it. But I did love Wild Rose. So can't wait to get into that. That was one of the first things you told me, too, because when we were first, you saw the movie before I did, and you were kind of like, I don't even like country music, and I really liked it. So you should definitely see it, even if you're not that into country music. And yeah, you're right. We have a lot to get into. So let's kick things off by kind of explaining what is this movie. It was directed by Tom Harper. And one of my favorite things about this movie is that, yes, it's directed by Tom Harper, who is somebody somebody you might recognize, definitely more known for his work with like BBC things. He worked on Peaky Blinders, the miniseries War and Peace, which is, I believe, how he was initially connected to Jesse Buckley. I think she was on that as well. But I think the real creative force behind Wild Rose is its screenwriter. That is Nicole Taylor. Pretty well known, I think, for a miniseries, another miniseries. I don't think it was BBC, but it was it was something like Three Lucky Girls or something like that. I forget exactly what it was called. But I think watching this movie, I'm very convinced that her screenplay is quite the star. And this movie stars, of course, Jesse Buckley, Julie Walters. We're going to get into both of them. But I want to start with you, Julia Tatey. Can you explain what is Wild Rose? What is the story? And what did you think of it? Sure. So Wild Rose is the story of Rose Lynn, who is a young woman who has spent 12 months in jail in Glasgow. She goes home. She's a young mother who uh, had her two young children, her first daughter, her daughter before she was 18 years old. And her mom, played by Julie Walters, has been helping her out, trying to help her essentially take on more responsibility, become a little bit more mature and take life more seriously. But Rosalind has this huge ambition to go to Nashville and be a country singer, not a country Western singer, a country singer. And she starts out a job being a, I think they called it, I'm not sure what uh, phrase that they used in the film. It's a, a daily woman. A daily woman. Yeah, she starts working as a daily woman for uh, Sophie Akinado's character, Susanna. And through that relationship, she kind of builds up her self-esteem a little bit. And 
really starts to take this ambition of her seriously. And from there, it's about her just kind of discovering more about herself and what it means to make her dreams come true, essentially. Yeah, I think the way that I described this to somebody recently was it's that part of Star is Born, except it's the deleted scene that happens before she gets famous. It's like kind of exploring the actual difficulties of trying to become a star and the uncertainty of it, how difficult the reality of it really is. It's kind of more of a grounded drama in that sense. And it doesn't glamorize in any way, I think, stardom or that, that entire journey. Right. Definitely. Totally agree with that. This might be my favorite year or favorite film of the year so far. I really, really loved it. It's the first film that I've seen this year where I was an absolute mess crying in the theater. Like you said, Nicole Taylor, who wrote the screenplay for the film, gives so much credit to her for really creating these intimate moments between Rose Lynn and her mother, Julie Walters, and Jesse Buckley are both so good. And I'm so glad that Jesse Buckley is being given this kind of star turning role. She was in Beast, which came out in 2017, I believe. And she was excellent in that. But I'm really excited for more people to start paying attention to her and her immense talent. This past year, she was also in HBO's miniseries Chernobyl. She has been added to the ensemble cast of the next season of the anthology series on on FX Fargo. So she's really skyrocketing right now. And I think that a lot of people should be paying attention to her. She is the breakout star by far. My first introduction to her was definitely through Chernobyl. And I remember we talked about that show before, and not actually on Cinemaholics specifically. I don't think we talked about Jesse Buckley much, but I know in plenty of conversations I've had with people about that show, I've brought up Jesse Buckley, Jesse Buckley, get used to that name. You're going to hear it so many more times in the coming years. She, she's a star who is rising. And I think she was first introduced to people through BBC, one of their shows, like one of their talent shows, I Do Anything. And she plays second. And she's she was started out as an Irish singer. Now she's kind of both. She's an Irish singer. She's also an actress. And she, I believe it, she kind of helped out with these songs. But we'll get into the music in a second. Sam Noland, I got to know, what do you think of Wild Rose? Oh, Wild Rose is an utter delight. I think it's it's by far one of my favorite movies of the year. It's uh, one of one of the greatest uh, character arcs I've seen in a long, long time. The kind that only, uh, or maybe not only, but the kind that indie movies tend to uh, possess more often than not, um, that are just so satisfying and so personal uh, and relatable and real, and all those things we want from a great. Uh, character, a great, classic, memorable, endearing person that we love to, uh, that we want to see succeed. And I think this is definitely one of one of the better things I've seen this year, regardless of medium. I'm on the same page. Uh, yes, we all really like Wild Roads, one of my favorites of the year so far, too. And when we say that, when we're like, hey, everyone, this is a song that all of us are really liking, I, I want to get into that a little bit. I want to get into why this movie is so effective. I can talk about it a little bit in terms of the music. And I have to echo you, Julia. So I grew up in Virginia, rural Virginia, right? So not DC. I grew up in like the close to the line where you get to North Carolina. I've been around country music my entire life. Even in California, country music is a big deal. Depends on where you go. And I've always had an affinity for it. It always reminds me of home. You can imagine how much of a blubbering mess I was when a certain song about home, uh, Wizard of Oz is its way into this movie. And 
watching this, I, I have never been so quickly enamored by somebody's singing talent, which is so uniquely this actress. I, I think what she brings to it is so unique. And I was so impressed by the songwriting here. So I had to look it up. And wouldn't you know it? I'm curious if either of you uh, have looked into this or know this, but the person who wrote the songs, or at least co-wrote the the main one and worked on the music in general, was Mary Steenburgen, the actress. No way. That's right. Oh, that's... Uh-uh. It's true. It's true. And she... She was so uh, the story is unbelievable, and I, I I don't want to recount it incorrectly, but apparently she went through some sort of trauma, and she, according to her, she like came back with like a different brain, and it stopped her from acting. Like she had she had difficulty acting for a while, and it's kind of why you haven't seen her in movies recently. So she's been songwriting for the last few years, and I just wasn't aware of it. And apparently, she's been songwriting like lots of different projects. But yeah, regardless, she she has been writing these songs and she had a hand in this movie. And I just find that to be such the most random factoid. I'm try- I'm looking through uh, the music department right now for the movie. Are you sure? I am 100% sure. I was watching an interview with her and Jesse Buckley. They were talking about the movie together. So I don't know how it credits her or if it's something because she works for one of the studios. But yeah, she co-wrote Glasgow. Oh, that's so cool. And apparently Jesse Buckley helped out with how the song came about. Yeah. So unless they were lying in the interview, which I doubt is the case. Yeah. So fun little piece of trivia there. And yeah, so back to the original question, though, Julia, what what about this movie made it so effective for you? What was something that made it kind of stand out? We've had some pretty good films this year. I know you've seen some really good ones that you hold in some high esteem, even though I guess we could both agree it's been a mixed year overall if we look at everything. Yeah, sure. I mean, we're halfway through the year, so it feels really good to have something like Wild Rose come along to kind of help usher us into the second half of the year. But I think what really uh, worked for me and hit me um, in my emotions and in the feels a little bit was that the movie at its core is a lot about wanting to give up and throw in the towel and feeling like everything around you is telling you to do that but just continuing to persevere and to move forward. There's this really beautiful scene and this intimate scene between Marion, Julie Walters, um, Rosalind's mom, and Jesse Buckley's Rosalind, where they're sitting at the table. And Julie Walters' character has this line where she tells Rosalind, I wanted you to be happy, but I didn't know that would mean taking away your hope or something to that ilk. And it just, it, utterly just steamrolled me. It was such a really beautiful sentiment. And I think that's something that the film really gets very well. And it's a subtle through line in the movie, but it doesn't really call attention to it until the last half hour or so, which I really think it just, it, it really worked with for me on those levels. I agree. Yeah. The, everything with Julie Walters was great. I don't think they overuse that character, I think the performance is spot on. And I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I think this is such a good example of a film that is creatively creatively driven by the screenplay. The directing isn't very flashy. It's it's not Tom Harper trying to put a, a stamp or trying to mess with the screenplay in a way that fits his liking. You just get the sense that this is Nicole Taylor's story. And, and I looked into it, and th- this was her story. She loves country music. 
Uh, Jesse Buckley is somebody who I've heard her talk about how she didn't really like country music or wasn't really as familiar with it. And she claims that she's now like obsessed with country music because of this movie. But really the heart of this movie, like that story of somebody who loves country, but lives in Scotland where it's kind of a perhaps seemingly to some people kind of like a wasteland when it comes to country music, that that's Nicole Taylor's story. And she's talked about how it's so unique to reference the way that people use music to sort of echo the opposite of who they are. Because in one sense, you kind of have this character who's like culturally appropriating America. It's not a very problematic thing considering the circumstances, but th- that's really what she's doing. And she's, she talks about how she, she feels like she's really an American and she's chasing after her dream to, she believes her dream has to be one thing. And when she's faced with the literality of what she has to sacrifice to get that dream, that is the drama of this movie. And for me, that's what stands out is because that's such a hard question. It, you have these moments where she is with her children and you are weeping for her because you want her to do what she has to do to become successful because you recognize her talent, which is brought about through Jesse Buckley's performance. But you see those kids and you see that, oh, she does have those responsibilities. This is such a hard problem to solve. And at no point... Do you ever feel like it's a problem that's easy to solve or it's something that you have the answers and you just wish that she would? So so that for me is what was so effective about this movie uh, overall. But Sam Nolan, uh, I know you kind of watched this movie a bit ago. Uh, what, what did you think of just as a complete package between Jesse Buckley's performance, Julie Walters, what stood out for you? The thing that stood out is um, the sort of sort of something that's kind of baked into the inherent premise as you mentioned uh the lead character Rosalind is uh lives in scotland has lived there all her life and wants to be a country star so it's kind of awkward and the movie acknowledges that they're like yeah that's not really a common story it's not relatable in a literal sense like most of us i think it's fair to say are not scottish aspiring country singers although i'm sure there are some of us out there plenty listening right now i am sure <laughs> yes <laughs> if you're listening you know what to do. But uh, it's 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 more of a general metaphor, I think, for someone who wants to, uh, who has a dream that's sort of outside of the realm of plausibility, I'll call it. Um, it's kind of like a movie that has, for no particular reason, I've seen pop up like all over the place. It's just in the past week, and I'm not sure why, but it's a great one. So it's worth going back to his Ratatouille. It's very similar uh, how it's like a rat who wants to be a, a chef. Now, I'm not comparing Jesse Buckley to a rat, so don't <laughs> take that the wrong way. I was about to take it the wrong way, and uh, I would have I would have kicked you off of Cinemaholics for good if that had been the case. And I would have kicked myself back on because I did nothing wrong, John. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's kind of that similar thing of wanting to succeed in something that maybe you're not air quote uh meant to succeed in which of course is is uh completely irrational but i think the reason that i call i use the word journey very specifically with this movie is something that you sort of uh were touching on a bit earlier which is how it all really comes together in like the last 30 minutes because it's not like you know it's it's an hour and 40 minutes so it's average length but the first like hour or so so much is going on like so many moves are being made so many just huge attempts at success are being made and i think that that's a very relatable thing how when you're just starting to set out on the journey of your life so to speak every every little thing is a huge deal no matter how incidental it might seem to somebody on the outside when you look at the general plot of this movie uh if you were to just read it might without the melodrama without the 
emotion uh, without the brilliant execution of it all, it would seem like, well, that's it. That's all that happened. It doesn't amount to something enormous in the way that other movies have in the past. I think somebody brought up A Star is Born, which I think is a good example. It's actually it's actually rather intimate. And I think the fact that it remains at that intimate level the entire time makes the lows that much lower, which permeate throughout most of the movie. And the highs are are so high that it's it's amazing and i heard audible weeping in the theater which is always uh, a treat and i'll be damned if i wasn't one of them i think you'll cry tears of joy and sadness within five seconds in this movie and i think that's a <laughs> that's a that's a yeah. hell of an accomplishment and i think it's uh, it's so rewarding to watch and that it and that it remains just so uh so affectionate throughout all of it that it never loses steam both uh narratively emotionally whatever is uh, is an accomplishment and i could easily i could see myself seeing this many more times i almost did tonight but i couldn't because of reasons that frustrated me <laughs> yeah i i want to see it again as well Th- this movie it has a story structure and a rhythm that I do think is going to throw people off in some ways, hopefully for the better. And for me, it was for the better. I, this is a movie that kept surprising me. This is a movie where certain big moments happen. You, you have something in the middle of the film where Rose Lynn sort of gets her shot. She gets her breakout. And it's very dramatic. And you imagine that in any other movie, this would be the climax of the film. It involves a trip to London. And instead, it just feels like a minor success. To what you were saying, Sam, I think you're 100% correct in the sense that it feels like every little success she has comes with a major consequence, right? There's no greater or equal to reaction. Everything seems to just get harder and harder. And what I appreciated about the way this character is written is that it it does put a spotlight on how the path to success is so seemingly impossible when you just don't have the privileges that so many other people have. Because the more we learn about Rosalind, the more we start to understand she herself comes from a single mother. She, you know, she, as somebody who's a former convict, she, it's harder for her to get a job. She can't play her gigs at night. Uh, she can't do all of the things that if she, if her circumstances were better, some of them out of her control, some of them in her control, she is a flawed character, then she would be successful overnight. And I love that we are, we're getting a movie that sort of sidesteps all of that. Julia Tady, I know you probably want to talk about the music in this movie. We've talked about it We've talked around it a little bit. As somebody who just doesn't really like country music as much, and trust me, I understand, I also am not the biggest fan. Did you still enjoy the music, though? And if so, like, on what level did did you? Like, how are you able to reckon with kind of like, I imagine somebody watching Star Wars yet hating sci-fi? Yeah, as I said, I'm not the biggest country music fan. Not a lot of the music works for me. But watching Wild Rose, I think having the added performance of Jesse Buckley and actually seeing her sing, whether it's on the stage and the Opry, or it's uh, even when she's doing that video video recording at the beginning, all of that works for me simply because I'm so involved in her performance. And it's just so, she's so hypnotic in this movie. I just, you can't look away from her and has such verb and command of presence and her singing. And she has so much talent. That's the thing is that she's so good at singing and acting on top of all of that she's got it all she's got it all she she's i wouldn't be surprised if she's a triple threat honestly and 
to have all of that working at the same time and seeing it on screen, those were the moments that worked for me. There were transitional songs that they played outside of the diegetic space of the film. And, you know, uh, those weren't as memorable moments for me. Those weren't moments where I got choked up the most. But anytime Jesse Buckley was on screen, as Rose Lynn just singing her heart out and really pouring herself into the music, it, it all worked for me. Yeah, I did mention this film isn't very flashy when it comes to directing, but I do want to put special attention on one scene that I think Tom Harper really loved putting together, which is the scene where she is vacuuming and it turns into a performance. Uh, that was just such a joyful thing watching that unfold. And so fun. This is one of those movies where you just you never quite know what's going to happen in the next scene. And I do appreciate that. It does play to something that I could see as maybe a flaw or a tipping point for some viewers. And that is the the fact that there are a lot of endings that or at least scenes that feel like endings in this movie. Fortunately, I do think it's a movie that nails the landing because it does have the best version of all of those endings. But I did find myself wondering, are they going to end this movie ever? And at the same time, <laughs> I was loving everything that was happening. So without giving anything away, did, did the ending work for you, Sam, on that level? Like, do you think, do you feel like this film had a very good structure in terms of its rising action, its climax. Like, do you think people will be able to follow it accurately and in a way that it'll be satisfying for them? Uh, just from a plot standpoint, I think that they should have no problem following it. It's nothing terribly complicated. It's, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's obviously they're complex characters and dramas and everything, but it's, it's very coherent. And I admire that. I do think the ending was very well executed. There's something I love, uh, and it's something that not a lot of movies can accomplish, but it's one that, it could choose to end at several points and uh, it would be like perfectly acceptable from like, maybe not from a, from a quality standpoint, there are at least like three or four places where it's like, okay, you could cut it off here and it would be a movie. It might not be as good of a movie, but it would be releasable to theaters. But I love that it chooses not to, I love that it chooses to keep emphasizing again and again it with varying degrees of, you know, high and low tension it's it's kind of a never-ending process it is you know this idea of chasing the dream of you know pursuing what you love and i think that's something that i find th this might be a weird thing to say i find it much more digestible i'll say from a, a little bit more of an independent movie like this i can never fully buy it when a big huge budget studio movie is telling me that i don't need money or something like that i always <laughs> feel like i'm being fed poison so i like that it, i just love the fact that this that this movie feels very personal to sort of to its own identity as something a little bit more uh what's the word modest i'll say that might not be the right word but you know what i'm saying it's uh it's a uh, it's scrappy yeah, that's a good word. It's not firing on as many cylinders as as other movies that are in theaters right now that I don't need to name because you know what they are. But yeah, I think it's 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 fascinating and I think the ending they ultimately picked is a brilliant and will you you'll be downloading a certain song very quickly, I imagine. But it's also the most dramatically satisfying of of all the various endings of the movie. And I think it's it, they made the right choice ending it where they did and not choo and choosing not to end it at other places, I think. I think the way to your point about movie studios being like, we make tons of money, but you shouldn't care about it. The way I like to rationalize it, if I may, is it's, it's easier with indie films, I think, is your point, or at least partly so. However, I would like to add that 
a lot of time the people who are writing these films and who are putting those messages into movies, yeah, they're being approved by the big studios. But at the same time, I always get the sense that it, it is the writer. It's the person who isn't exactly like the the greatest, you know, who isn't the richest person on earth, who isn't Quentin Tarantino in terms of like being paid tons of money to to make movies. It is like that sort of scrappy underdog person, right? So mm. That, that's my reaction. I don't know if it holds any weight, uh, but I know for Nicole Taylor, I think that she, I, I definitely got that authenticity, you know, that, that you think is coming yeah. through in the way it does have some, some of a, a modest underdog quality tone to it. And this yeah. is, this is as underdog as a movie gets, uh, especially <laughs> in the most effective way that they could have made it. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think it, it, I, it's a generalization I make. So there's a lot of moving pieces, but yeah, that, that was just sort of a little aside. That I felt like I'd throw into this boiling stew of a movie. <laughs> it's it's a generalization I generally agree with. So, oh, very nice. All right, let's get into our final thoughts and wrap up what we think about Wild Rose. I think it's safe to say we are all, we are all big fans. We all recommend it. But let's use this as a moment to, if we miss anything or just want to call special attention to something in this film that hasn't been said already, and then give us your grade. Of course, we'll start with you, Julia Tady. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much else I have to add. It's just such a really good movie. It's it's really great. My final grade for it right now, still riding on this high, having seen it uh, less than a week ago, is an A-. It's feel-good. It's emotional. It has great performances. If you love country music, you'll really enjoy the music. And it's just a very good story to tell, I think, with a very fascinating character we don't get to see that often portrayed on screen a young single mother who has gotten out of jail recently trying to achieve this what like what sam said this perceptively unrealistic dream it's it's a really good movie it's endlessly entertaining and jesse buckley remember that name big time absolutely and of course sam where where do you land on wild rose do you give it two enthusiastic thumbs up or do you have more thumbs to give uh i i hope not that would be news to me but yes i all the thumbs i have i give to this movie (laughs) um yeah i think everything everything that you said and more i think everything just about everything about this works um i love uh, by the way in case you were wondering i'm also i'm somewhat of a country fan john thanks for asking but yes I think this this movie, uh, it, it works on just about any level it can. And I love the ultimate message at the end with a, attempting not to give anything away. It's very aspirational as it relates to not only country music, but to everything else. It's sort of like it's saying that, you know, a certain field of one's passion doesn't necessarily have to be tied to like a certain place or a certain background or anything. It's sort of like Thor Ragnarok. It's like, you know, Asgard isn't a place, it's a people. It's the same kind of thing. And I think that's very inspirational. And I I left the theater inspired many times over. And I think it's it's one of the top probably three or four favorite movies of the year for me. I give it a solid A minus. I might even bump it up to an A the more I think about it. It's it's wild in the best way i i think it is wild that you brought up thor ragnarok in this this bonus episode of cinemaholics about wild roads but i'm a fan i'm, I'm glad you're <laughs> able to to squeeze it in i you know me john 
I do know you, and I, I, I do know that you like country music. I avoided that. I wanted to see if you would bring it up. Like, do you want to put that out there for people? And I'm glad you do. You know, I, I hesitate to because it gets an adverse reaction that really frustrates me. It, it gets a reaction of like, oh, you're one of them. I'm like, well, how would you feel if I reacted to something like that? Like, you know, oh, yeah, I like strawberry crepes. And I said, oh, you're one of them. Which Canadian? I don't. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. I like good country. I look at music the same way I do as movies. I have I don't uh, I don't separate based on like genre or whatever. If it's good, it's good. And I will judge it as such. My final thoughts. I I just really love how this film really subverts what we usually see in movies about people on their way to fame. Your movies like how many have we gotten lately? Your Bohemian Rhapsodies, your Rocket Mans, your Yesterday, your Oh yeah. Star is born. They're all they all really get so quickly to the flashy glamour of becoming famous and and having things figured out, but then there are always movies about how hard it is to be famous. And I like that hey, here comes a movie that actually puts a some focus and attention to what I think is the most interesting thing about all of those movies, which is the beginning of a career, if it even happens. And at no point in yeah. this movie do you know for sure that she's going to be successful? And we'll, of course, mm-hmm. leave it in the air. You really will watch this movie, and it can end in a lot of different ways that aren't necessarily, yeah, they don't correlate exactly to all these movies we mentioned. But that's kind of the yeah. point. And I think that that is what sticks out to me with this movie. There's just so much believability. It's There's so much realism with, with this drama of what you really have to give up in order to find your way, in order to Mm. get what you want as a person who, when things aren't just handed to you. And I think that's what makes the the Rosalind character so memorable. It's what makes her so likable, despite being, in a lot of ways, unlikable and unsympathetic, a person who just doesn't seem to have a handle on how to be a good mother. And because of this performance and the way I think Nicole Taylor writes this character and the way that I think Tom Harper controls the direction— you just have the sinking of a masterful performance, thanks to a masterful screenplay mm. and a movie that ends up being pretty masterful. I think there are no outright villains. I mean, there's just a mo- this is a movie where you just believe what these people are going through. Where it- it's not like everyone's out to get her. There-, there doesn't have to be somebody who comes along with motivations that don't make sense or they feel contrived. Yeah. It-, it all just is sort of happening in the way that it probably would if this situation had actually happened or would happen right now. I, I like the fact that they don't feel the need to address the absence of a of a father figure for her children. It's just sort of right. it's just sort of a thing. It's irrelevant. Like it's not even a thing. Yeah. Wild Rose. That uh, for me, it's it's an A minus as well. I think it's a must watch, and for I think almost everyone who sees it is going to get something pretty fantastic out of it. But what do you think of Wild Rose? Don't forget to let us know in the comments on this episode of Cinemaholics.com. What did you think of the movie? And if you're not sure whether or not to see it, we'll of course link to a trailer for the film since it's not playing in every theater or every region. And let us know what you think. And if you're excited to see this, hopefully when it hits streaming in the near future. And with that, we will see you all for the main show of Cinemaholics. Thanks for all for listening. And Julia, Sam, thanks for coming on and talk to me, talk with me about one of my favorite movies of the year. Glad we could find time to do this. Julia, let people know, you know, they want to know everything that you're up to. They want to follow you on the internet. Uh, How can they do so? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at JLTET14. And you can also check out my work at the Playlist, Polygon, Film School Rejects, Zimbio, and of course, Cinemaholics. 
Fantastic. And Sam Noland is the easiest yes. way people for, to get a hold of you. Uh, it's through your cell phone number, which we're going to give away right now. It <laughs> right starts now, with... <laughs> it's nine five. No, I'm kidding. Ooh, you just cut out like like two billion numbers, so they're <laughs> they're already doing the work. Um, <laughs> but yes, no. The the easiest way to get a hold of me is, oh, gosh, that's a good existential question i've never pondered i suppose it would be through twitter at samuel underscore noland which i know is a clunky hashtag i'm trying to get a better one but yeah it's it's uh it's been taken by someone who doesn't care for it and i would do so much with that with that hashtag or that handle or whatever it's called uh but if also if you happen to be on the website letterboxd that's where i reside uh like maybe maybe 18 hours a day i would say i'm on that site so that's a good place as well uh but yes see wild rose uh academy members don't disregard this just because it came out in the first half of the year remember this come voting season i'm sure they will because uh we didn't even mention this premiered at tiff last year so it's it's been out for a while in the uk and it's just now hitting the states and i'm glad it has but that'll do it for this week. Uh, you can check out uh, the Twitter, letterbox, everything that we shared is in the show notes. And from the Internet California, I am John Agurney. From the Internet Delaware, interestingly enough, I'm Sam. From the Internet Grand Old Opry in Glasgow, I am Julia. <laughs> we'll see you next time.